Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym. Hi, how are you doing? What's going on? As as you might know, if you're a regular listener, I'm going to plug my Patreon first, because it's important. <laughs> it's how I make money for the podcast. And um, I'm getting more and more subscribers. I'm really excited about it. And also, I'm, you know, putting even more time and energy to the exclusive content that I offer over there. So if you'd like to donate, if you've been a listener and you just want to throw me a couple bucks because um, you've been getting my podcast for free this whole three and a half years or whatever it's been, you can do so at patreon.com slash the bedpost show. The uh, latest things that I've put out, I just like scheduled a whole month of September. So for top tier people, I have something coming out every five days, whether it's like uh, videos, it's uh, photo sets, it's episodes, uh, solo mini episodes about my pro-dom life or about my personal life as a polyamorous gal. So if any of that interests you or you just want to throw me a couple bucks in support, once again, you can do that at patreon.com slash the bedpost show. Without further ado, I do have a fantastic guest that I'm very excited about here in the studio, Carly Jones, full service sex worker, Carly Jones. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm excellent. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. (laughs) Me too. Excited and terrified. They go well together, though. Yeah. Fear kind of, like, turns me out a little, so. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a first-time client that's just so nervous, but so excited and, exactly. and so horny. Exactly. <laughs> About sums it up, yeah. I, get, so I get that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I had a client uh, recently that he wanted, like, medical role play, but same thing, it was his first time, so he was quite nervous. You know, I did my best to try to, like, dilute a lot of that off the top just by being sure. my, like, nice welcoming self and stuff throughout the negotiation but once we started the role play um I I was like so you know what seems to be bothering you why are you coming into the office today what you know what kind of medical issue are we dealing with he's like I'm just horny all the time and I'm like I can see that I'm like yes you are very relatable yeah I'm like "Mm -hmm." yeah I got that from you right yeah. We have a treatment for that, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah coincidence that you come into this specific medical quote-unquote facility. Um, yes, but uh, uh, your ears must have been burning last night because I was hanging out with Casey Bolin uh, yes. slash Chris and Tell. We're going to shoot some content together, and she was going on and on about the Aww. content that you and I shot together. Yay! Oh my gosh, that was so fun. (laughs) So sweet. It really was so fun. What What was your experience? What was your takeaway from that? How do you How did you feel about it? Oh, I have so many feels about that. Actually, like on one hand, I mean, it was so much fun. Like I had a fantastic time. I always have a great time when I play with you and Steffi. Like (laughs) really, it was wonderful. But 
I was surprised. Like, I fully agreed to this contest of, like, yes. choose who hit me better. Yes. And I thought, oh, this will be hard. This is a challenge. This is hot. I can do this. And immediately, as soon as you started hitting me, I was like, oh, no, they're both perfect. I can't do it. Like, you just thought one of us would suck. Yeah, I don't know what I thought was, I don't know how I thought I was going to choose, right? And then all of a sudden I just had this realization of like, oh no, I'm fucked. (laughs) And that was all Steffi's doing. That premise was all her. Yeah. Um, So she was spearheading that like contest angle the whole time. And I was like, we'll see if Carly can do it. Because like, that's. That, that's sadistic. Yeah. Uh, making you have to choose. <laughs> because I feel like, you tell me, like, you know, how you feel about your kind of bottom persona. But for me, it's like, you just want to pl- be good and please <laughs> and have fun, a fun giggly time. And, like, to ask you to have to choose between who you liked better, doming you, I feel like that would have broke your brain. Really? So you knew going into this that I was going to I have full knowledge. I love that even more, actually. Maybe I'm more sadistic than I think. You are, yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, oh no, that's a bad idea. Okay. <laughs> Jump right on it. <laughs> you say so, Steffi. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> we'll see how this goes. And actually, um, I posted, I think, on the Patreon. Let's bring on the Patreon. I posted like a, a three different clips of that video. And um, I actually haven't posted the very final scene where we actually are like making you sit right beside us and yeah. choose. And we're like, okay, one, two, three, <laughs> say the fucking name. <laughs> And then you, like, couldn't. And then it's like, okay, just point your eyeballs towards one of us. One, two, three, go. And you, like, couldn't even do that. Oh, my God. But there's some behind-the-scenes things that happened at the end. The camera was... The the camera stopped recording. Like, the the video had timed out or something. Um, So we actually... Yeah, I didn't even know which ending was going to be in it. We had to do it twice. Um, once I chose you, and then we realized the camera cut out, so we filmed it again, and I fully tried to do the same thing, and I chose Steffi. <laughs> so, I guess I didn't have to choose in the After end. all! I, I win! <gasps> oh, you little... Uh, we have to make you pay for that. That should be I our... I, that should be our inspiration for a second video. Yes! Talking about... You know what I mean? Making like a part two, essentially. Absolutely. How you didn't really choose. Yeah. Oh, I'm so down. (laughs) I'm so down. (laughs) I'm so into it. (laughs) And I feel like I was just like so like a little bit spacey because of like coming and not being allowed to come and then all of what was going on that I didn't really remember which ending had worked. Yeah. So until I saw the video, like I had no idea how it was going to actually end. <laughs> and it's so funny as, as a, like me watching it back too, I knew which one worked out and which, which uh, wasn't recorded. But as a watcher, like you can see me and Steffi be so surprised because we thought you were going to replicate <laughs> what you did 
like choosing me, we thought that's what was gonna happen. So then, then you like looked at Steffi or something. We were like, "Okay, use your fucking eyeballs just to make <laughs> just look one way or the other." Oh my god, you're killing us right now. <laughs> Expecting you to do the same thing, and then you didn't, and we're like, "What?" <laughs> it is genuine shock and surprise yeah. in that video. <laughs> it's all real. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so what I'm gonna do actually today, I should do that. I'll I'll just post the very last scene to the Patreon because oh my god, I can't believe I have it yet. It's so funny, especially now that I've talked about it. N- then you'll have some reference yeah. to what went into the be- behind the scenes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and that was actually like my first porn too, yes. which was neat. Like I've made some like amateur porn and stuff in the past, but that was my first time like watching back like a full video of myself and it was really neat like my body remembered like I when I'm watching myself on screen like I would like tense up when I'm like coming and things on the screen I was like oh this is so surprising (laughs) it's still in me (laughs) it was really hot I liked it yeah muscle memory something like that yeah because another video that um, I was just putting up was something for the fetish performance that we did at oh, the Phoenix. Right. That was so fun. Yeah, because I think you you said the same thing. You're like, oh my god! Like when I showed you a clip or something, you were like, I don't think I've ever seen like a video of somebody hitting me. Like what yeah, it looks like. Yeah, because I'm always at the other side of me getting spanked. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't see it. Um, actually I got spanked at Oasis the other night and they've like rearranged the room in such a way that I realized partway through my spanking that there was like a a reflection, right? And so I could see myself from kind of my waist back, like to the back of my butt, but the person who was hitting me, whenever he would come close and start like spanking me with his hands, I could see him, but then he'd get like longer implements and I could see my own butt, but I couldn't tell when it was coming. And that was a really fun mindfuck too. So (laughs) I... I guess I like being like the exhibitionist and the voyeur at the same time. At the same time, yeah. Watching myself. (laughs) That's amazing. Yes. Yeah, so a lot of fun. Yes, so a lot of fun. So a lot of fun. Um, But okay, we wanted to uh, more focus on your sex work stuff because Mm -hmm. you're not you're not huge on the video making. Yeah, it's coming. There's going to be more of it down the road because obviously I just like watching myself. So (laughs) just for your own personal collection enjoyment. If I make some money, great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But you do have you do have lovely uh, a lot of lovely stills on your Twitter feed. Oh, thank you. Two Twitter feeds. Two Twitter feeds at this point. Yeah, which will give. We'll give all the link links and we'll we'll tag you and all that kind of stuff so people oh, can see. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of good gorgeous pictures oh, of you, you up there. I really like taking the photos. It's such a fun way to like create something beautiful. Like I've never been a big social media person before doing sex work and realized oh that's my job. I need to post pictures. And so yeah, I just realized how much I love it, and I feel like I was missing out for years, right? It's oh, and also yeah, I I'm the same way. I Mm -hmm. I love that as well. Um, Something that might be interesting is 
you at one point were not showing your face. That's right. Right, and then yeah. and then you decided to to show your face. So, I did. Yes. What was behind that decision, or what did that feel like for you? Yeah. So a lot of things. So partly, I mean, I think my face is one of my assets, so I kind of wanted to show it off. <laughs> I got a cute face. Uh. I kind of do. <laughs> so you know, it was partly that. I thought, like, you know, I was taking a lot of cute selfies and being like, oh, I want to just show the whole thing. Um, but it's also partly that I realized everybody in my life knows I'm a sex worker. Yes, we do. My friends, my family, everybody. So I don't really have that, that I'm, you know, hiding from people. And I have a hard time not being totally honest. So when I meet a new person, they say, what do you do? I just like, can't think of anything but the truth. So I just like, I'm a sex worker. Yeah. So yeah. So I was like, I'm literally telling everybody I meet what I do if, if it comes up. Um, yeah, and, yeah, so nobody, yeah, there's nobody I'm really hiding it from, so I needed to sort of put that out there, and I guess the third side would be that because my life is going to be totally fine if everybody knows I'm a sex worker, because they already do, I felt a little bit of responsibility as far as, you know, normalizing sex work. Yeah. Um, I think those of us who have the privilege of being able to be open should do that, um, and I realize not everybody can, so, like, it's absolutely not a judgment, everybody has their own their own sort of comfort level and, you know, their own levels of safety that they need to look after as well. Definitely. You know, I've yep. definitely, since showing my face, I've seen people on the street who recognize me from there Twitter. There you go. So there you go. For, you know, there's lots of concerns that go along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for me, it just felt like the right decision, you yeah. know, at the time. And I'm really happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Now you, can, now you can take these gorgeous photo shoots where you don't have to cut you off at the uh, the neck or exactly. yeah or blur the eyes or blur the face exactly. or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So it's tricky to find like camera angles where you're like, oh my face isn't in here, but <laughs> here's my butt. Here's my <laughs> here's my gorgeous collarbone. Exactly. Well, that was, yeah, and that was like something I had to choose as well. Like mm-hmm. when I started the ritual chamber, I could have chosen to be a part of the team but not show my face. Mm-hmm. I could have chosen that. Nobody does currently do that, but right. she's like you won't the other thing is like you won't make as much. You won't get as many clients mm-hmm. without showing your face. True, true. And like totally understandable all the things you said. Not everybody can show their face and be mm-hmm. a, an open sex worker for a gazillion reasons Absolutely. potentially. But that's the other thing. She's like you just because people can't connect with you as easily yeah you know if they're looking through a twitter feed where your face is blurred or or whatever they're they're less likely to book yeah and you have such a magnetic face like your eyes just like show so much of you you know oh, you talk shine more about them. it <laughs> gorgeous Yes. You just have to look at me and like tell me how good I am and I'm just like, okay, I'll do I'll do whatever you say. Like <laughs> You can't not, right? <laughs> oh you. Guys, uh, <laughs> we're flirting. Are we flirting right now? I think so. I'm flirting. <laughs> I'm flirting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for me it was just like, oh my other like uh, under my n- regular name, my given name. I do a lot of sex work adjacent stuff already, and it wasn't for me. It wasn't a huge leap. True. I worked in sex toy retail. I'm a published erotica writer. Mm-hmm. I do a sex podcast. I do a sex stage show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there's more shit. So many I'm things. sure there's more shit. <laughs> you do everything, really. Like. That's... <laughs> I'm a sex work triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> 
for me it wasn't yeah it, it wasn't like a huge leap for people mm-hmm. and and for me it wasn't a huge risk for people to know I'm a sex worker cuz like yeah. most people that I told are like ah oh, yeah that makes sense yeah yeah <laughs> probably next step in your career yeah, yeah. probably so I was like yeah. okay and also cross promoting like these two yes. avenues, my bedpost stuff and my sex work stuff. I'm like, that's only going to be to my advantage to just exactly. let them all exist together yeah, rather than absolutely. try and keep them separate. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. marketing is such a big thing, you know, it's yeah. like, how do you feel about it? Uh, mixed. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, I love it on one hand, you know, it's a chance to sort of like show who I am and put myself out there and I get a lot of really good feedback from my clients, you know, like, you know, I'll see them in session and people will bring up things that I posted on Twitter months ago and they're so excited and, you know, I think it's really nice to make that connection with people. Um, but I mean, on the other hand, it's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's time consuming. You're on your phone. Exactly. It, you have to be on your phone more. Yeah. Which is like, oof. For sure. And I try to be fairly disconnected from my phone. Like I yes. turn it off in the evenings. I don't turn it on for the first few hours of my day. Like Good I, for you. I try to anyways. Like yeah. <laughs> most days, most days I succeed at it. Um, so yeah, it's kind of, it's tricky to sort of find that balance and always be remembering to take pictures. That too. Like every like, you know, sexy, dirty thing that I do, I have to be like, oh my gosh, somebody take I a should picture. document it. Yeah, yeah. I need to put this on the internet. Like, and that's, <laughs> yeah. see it. And that's another thing that's just kind of like, ugh, I don't want to like always have my phone out trying to take a picture of the shit I'm doing. I want to just do the shit I'm doing. Exactly. You know? Exactly. It does happen a lot that the next day I'll think, oh shit, damn, I should have taken pictures of that, but... Oh, well, I lived in the moment, and it was fun, and I can even write a tweet about it or something. There you, you go. Know, that's a good... There's alternatives. That's, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. If you forgot, then you can just write about it. Exactly. Because Twitter. Yeah. Exactly. Right? <laughs> there's words, too. It's not yeah. just porn. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> um, are all... Is it... Is your feed like mine, where it's mostly sex workers, other sex workers? It is. Yeah. <laughs> It is. And I think a lot of it is just that a lot of my clients use their Twitter for their personal life as well and their business. And so they just kind of quietly watch. They don't follow me. They don't interact with me. But then we get in a session and then they start. And they talk about it. They talk about it. Exactly. They bring up things we've posted. Sometimes they buy me gifts that are related to things that I've posted, which is always like... So sweet. Like, gifts are a big love language of mine when the gift is very personal. Yeah. You know, I mean, giving, you know, something generic is, like, fun and nice. But when I get a gift that says, oh, you know me, or you've thought about me, or even if it's not worth $5, you know, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I like getting something that's very personal. So, you know, I feel like, yeah, my my best clients just kind of silently watch my Twitter and then they just show up later. But yeah, I have all the sex workers all over my posts. Me too. You know, it's just like nothing but other sex workers and it's great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Something else I like is um, I've written a handful of blog posts like for the Mm -hmm. Ritual Chamber website. So like somebody saying they've read, they've read a blog post and are really connected with them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yay. It's so nice. Like, cause you do, you put a lot of work into creating content, whether it's, you know, photos or blog posts or anything that you put out there. And it's something of you that you're really sort of being vulnerable and putting that out there for other people to have access to and to judge and to, to like or not like. Yeah, and all of the above. Yeah. Yeah. When it makes a difference in someone's life, like it's really very meaningful. Yeah. You know, it's kind of why I got into this, right? Like yeah. I want to change lives and make the world a 
better place, a sexier place. A happier, sexier, <laughs> gigglier place. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you do have, okay, since we're talking about Twitter, you do have two separate Twitters. I do. So that's because you kind of do two different types of sex work? Or? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I do a lot of vanilla sex work and mm-hmm. also a lot of kinky stuff. And my business is pretty close to 50-50 split between the two. Awesome. Um, which I love. I yeah, love it I didn't so realize much. that. That's great. Yeah, it's wonderful. So I... Yeah, I have a lot of clients that are very like the GFE girlfriend experience type sessions and you know, we cuddle and we chat and we have sensual sensual Exactly. And I love that. It's so refreshing and rejuvenating. And then I have, yeah, the other half of my clients that are like pretty kinky. (laughs) Kinky fuckers. Kinky fuckers, yeah. And they're totally fun in a different way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because okay, I I have played with you a few times. Um always a pleasure you're always a pleasure actually your ears must have been burning yesterday oh boy I'm like you're you're one of my absolute favorite bottoms to play with for sure I feel the same way I love bottoming for you (laughs) and you you you're quite the little masochist I am over there yeah I would love for you to tell me like Really, what is going on in your body mm. when you're receiving different types of pain, different types of sensation? Because, like, I feel like you're very unique in the way oh. you receive stimulation like that. Yeah, I think I am, too. Um, yeah, so I really, I feel a lot of my emotions in my body. Mm. And so the type of sensations that I want from one day to the next can be really very different. Yeah, like, that's another thing. You all, you, yeah, you'll come, I'll play with you once and then play with you another time and you're like, I want only thuddy, you yeah. know, dull thuddy. And then the next time you're like, I want really stingy, pinchy, scratchy surface stuff. I'm like, wow, the range, really. So different. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I just, I feel moods in my body. And then I'm just like, this is the sensation that I need to like work out that mood or be in that mood or enjoy that mood. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really nice. I enjoy the full range of, of different sensations, yeah. but not always at the same time. <laughs> Um, Pick and choose on the day. Yes. Exactly. Um, But I find it really helps to calm my mind down. Um, I've always had a really hard time with, um, for example, like seated meditation or even yoga a lot of times can be very slow and my brain has a hard time slowing down when my body's not moving. But if I'm like dancing, I do barefoot ecstatic dance pretty often. Or if I'm doing, you know, receiving intense sensation or pain, my brain can just like turn off so easily. Nice. And it's like all that exists is like me and the person I'm playing with and the sensation that's happening. Like the whole Mm -hmm. world is just non-existent for a while and it's just... Oh, it's so nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. It allows you to be in the present. Is exactly. That, is that kind of... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's very much... Yeah, very much being in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. When did you realize that you loved... You liked pain? Oh, that's or that you, a hard question. Yeah. Was, is that, <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're a person that's like, always. Yeah. I, I always feel like have. it's always been a thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, even when I was a kid, this is going to be like a little bit gross, but I would like... <laughs> I would I would pull my teeth out before they were even loose. Like, the oh. first couple times I lost the tooth and I... I realized like, oh, this is a thing. I would start wiggling at teeth and eventually just like make them loose and they'd come out. And I had like a few gaps in my mouth for like long periods of time where just like teeth weren't growing in because they were like, they were not ready. They were. Yeah. (laughs) So I just like, I, even then I really liked the sensation of just like, you know, wiggling this and it hurt, it would hurt a little and it was like pressure and eventually the tooth would fall out. Like, 
Uh, yeah, so it's been forever, I guess. <laughs> it has been such forever. Such a weird kink origin story. but <laughs> That's so great. That's so great. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I've always been that kid that, like, pokes at my bruises and, like, you know, picks at Picks shit. Things. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm a, I'm a picker, yeah, as a kid. Oh, yeah, my God. absolutely. Yeah, you can absolutely. see probably see this mark on my face oh, right now is yeah, an ex- exfoliation <laughs> gone wrong oh that yeah scab just fell off i'm like thank god Ugh, yeah. why do i do that to myself it's always the worst the i always get them on my, on my legs like if i've got a like a scab or something or like maybe from a spanking or something if a little yeah. bit of skin is broken then i'll just start picking at that scab like <laughs> it's so bad <laughs> Because you, okay, knowing this, because I played with you as well, you do like marks sometimes, if it's appropriate to your work schedule or whatever. You really like marks. I love having marks, actually. I like, um, yeah, I like all kinds of marks. Um, But it is, I do have to balance it with with my work schedule, because I realize that my vanilla clients, especially, don't want to see me covered in bruises all day, every day, (laughs) you know? So I have to sort of space them out a little bit. I would say, like, on any given day, I've got a few little bruises or scratches or something. I'm never, like, fully without marks. (laughs) But if I want to, you know, get heavily marked up, usually that's when I'll take a week off work or something like that. If I'm taking a vacation, you know that the night after my last shift or the very next day, like, I'm getting some heavy bruising. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Bruising, like, your skin breaking, like, what kind of marks do you generally... I like the the skin breaking, the bruising is really nice. Um, I've got a... A stick and poke that was like a kinky tattoo. It was Ooh. like an ownership mark. Like, <laughs> Ooh, yeah, markings. so permanent markings. Um, yeah, one thing that I can't do so much anymore is knife play. I used to do a lot of knife play. Oh yeah. Um, but whenever my skin gets broken with like a blade, it takes months and months and months to fully heal, huh? like three four months. And so I'm like, oh, that looks really bad. So yeah. I, <laughs> that's the one thing I really haven't done since I started sex work. Because you know you're going to have just a wound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, something, that's something you may <laughs> yeah, not so want to have. to cut that one out. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, all of them are really fun. Um, another mark that you tried to give yourself... Yeah. Oh, yes. My little heart. Yes, you had a little heart. Yes. Tell us about this little heart. Yeah. So I read on the internet that you can... <laughs> the beginning of every good adventure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I read on the internet that you could give yourself a, a little mark by putting salt on your skin and then putting an ice cube on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I was thinking of using like a little heart shaped ice cube and I thought, oh, this sounds really cool. And so I sort of asked my friends about it and they were like, oh, Oh, you should be really careful and they pointed me to this like salt and ice challenge that like teenagers were doing a while ago and they're giving themselves really bad burns so Ooh. be very careful if anybody's listening and you want to do this like yes. be very careful you can actually hurt yourself yeah. um but you know I kind of watched all these videos and did some informed myself on the whole thing and I so I figured if I only do this for a couple minutes it should make a nice little mark yeah. so I I did the thing and it left a perfect little heart on my leg for how long um for a few months it would sort of come and go I would wake up oh. one day and there would be nothing there and then the next day I'd have this perfect little heart on my leg oh my so god it was really weird yeah it was like so it was it was almost like it looked like a first first degree burn yeah. when it was done because I guess the salt makes a chemical reaction with the ice and it stops it from melting and it holds it on your skin so it was like it was really really cool but I thought oh I'd like it to stay a little longer, so... <laughs> oh my god, you're so funny. <laughs> you know, I wasn't I wasn't done with it when it disappeared. <laughs> so I thought, oh, I'll try this for a little bit longer.
longer next time and see if it see if that makes it stay better. <laughs> um, didn't work out so well. Um, the ice just kind of started melting oh. and it was kind of a mess and the edges got all blurred and it just sort of turned very mottled. It's just like a spot. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I gave myself a rash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. It looked like a rash. Yeah, it looked like I had like a heat rash or something on my leg. Like it was not cute. <laughs> So I'm like still kind of recovering from that. It's there a little bit. Right oh yeah, now. I can see yeah. just like a dark spot. A little bit of it. Yeah, yeah. So not so much heart shaped. Not anymore. <laughs> no, just like just kind of a darkish spot on your leg. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. you know, it's got a story. You know, of course, the day after I did it, the second time I saw my mom, and she goes, "What's that on your leg?" And I had to explain the whole story. To you her. did? Oh yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I read on the internet. <laughs> head into the break but we have lots more fun things i'd love to pick your brain about carly sure. uh so let's do that listen to some fun sponsors and we'll be right back with full service sex worker carly jones let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors shall we first of all Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm here with full-service sex worker Carly Jones. Hello! Hello! <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Um, I wanted to kind of talk about this uh, vanilla work versus uh, kink work type mm. of thing. Sure. Um, what are your main differences, if you had to kind of nail down some, the main differences between the two and how you experience them? Mm. Personally, I sort of need a little bit of both, you yeah. know, like I find that if I'm doing too much vanilla, you yeah. know, or I don't want to say too much, but if I'm doing a lot of vanilla work, I really need the kinky play to kind of balance that out. Like I need that full range of sensation that yeah. we were talking about. I, I can't just have one or the other. Yeah. So yeah, they're both really nice in different ways. My vanilla clients, 
I mean, all my yeah. clients are wonderful. I'm, you know, before I go any further, like even my kinky clients are fantastic too. Um, but yeah, my vanilla clients are, they're just, they're so nice and it's just such a nice relaxing time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel very refreshed and rejuvenated and relaxed when I come out of those sessions in general. And yeah, and then sort of, I need that balance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a masochist, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't like to, you know, have too much of the nice stuff. Um, and so sometimes it balances out with clients in a day, and other times I have to sort of, you know, just sort of schedule my personal life around that. If I have a whole day of vanilla, then I'll make sure I have a, you know, a kinky play date lined up in the evening or the yeah. next day. Yeah. Um, That's yeah. great that you're, that you continue to. Would you, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but do you continue to have a full sex life, like, outside of your job? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's important? I do. I really do. I think that with sex work, um, so much of it is for somebody else. Yeah. um, Which is great. Like, I love doing things for other people. It's Um, customer service. It's customer service. We're there to do, to provide an experience for another person. Exactly. It's us being there for you. Exactly. And I, I love that. It gives people a safe place to sort of be who they are and be however they want to be, you know, whether that's, you know, nice and gentle and, and touching each other a lot or just want to sit there and have a conversation or, you know, do some really heavy, like do some spanking or, you know, play with some mean toys, like whatever, right? It gives people a safe space to really explore whatever it is that they feel like. And I think that's one of the big things that fulfills me in life. It's kind of what brought me to sex work. You know, I like to... I like to help people feel good about themselves, Yeah, you know, but having said that, we're doing a lot of, you know, having sex with people how they want, you know, so yes. it, I yeah. think it is extra important as a sex worker to make sure that you have your own sex life that's about you. Yeah. Um, I have definitely noticed in the sort of my selection of the people that I play with since starting sex work, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am much more drawn to people who get off on doing things to me. Mm-hmm. I am much more comfortable in sort of a bottoming, like, yeah. I don't want to say a taking role, but a, a receiving role. Um, you know, it's always, you know, even as a bottom, I always sort of want to do do a bit of topping and maybe help somebody else out, do some things for them. But yeah, I'm feeling much more comfortable with just choosing people who get off on getting me off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, it's my turn to be selfish now. You know? Yes, it is. <laughs> Tell me what you need and we'll do it. But, I, you know, if, if mostly you want to do to me, then that's great. Then I'm just going to let you. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I have no qualms about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. No, and that's an important thing you're kind of bringing up about mm. the emotional labor, essentially, of sex work. Yeah. You know, of you are, you know, you're, yeah, you're showing up and you're, being there, being completely present, Mm -hmm. you know, in all the ways that your kind of boundaries and limits will allow, but like you're showing up and it's very present and it's a very active job and you're, you know, totally there for the client to make sure you're facilitating, you know, a pleasurable or painful experience depending, (laughs) you know, but it's a very, um, yeah, it's a very, it can be kind of intensely, you're intensely on, Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's, 
I really love that, actually. I really yeah. like doing that sort of, that emotional labor and doing that work with somebody. Um, you know, I find that in, like, sort of city dating, in the in the real world dating, yeah, yeah. you're doing all of that when you're dating new people and, yes, and all of this. And you really don't know what their intention is. When you sort of go out and you meet somebody new and you go on a date, you're still being attentive and you're trying to learn about them and find out who they are and make a connection with them. And then maybe they ghost you or maybe they fuck you and then they ghost you or all of these things. Maybe you spend a lot of time with them and then whatever happens, it doesn't work out. When When I'm doing sex work, it kind of feels like, oh, I'm getting paid for it. So I know that even if it doesn't work out, I feel appreciated. Yeah. You know, I feel appreciated. My hourly rate's worth, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then some actually, you know, you yeah. get all of that emotional feedback from your clients. Like it's not a one way street. Yeah. Um, they're doing work with me as well. Right. Like they're, you know, they're not they're just there star themselves, but yeah. they're there to have a connection. You know, they're there to, to be with another person, not to just, yes, yeah, starfish and starfish, lay there and yeah. let you do for them. Right. Yeah. So you're getting all of those things back that you would for regular dating, but also getting paid means that I know that they're there because they really want to be. Yeah. And even if they're not, <laughs> at least I paid my rent, you know? Yeah. So it, I feel like it's really fulfilling in that way. It's all the things I love about dating, but without that risk of somebody just like ditching you, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That, and it's more clear, perhaps. It's very clear. So exactly. you know, you know, you're getting together for an hour and a half. Exactly. You know, you're getting this amount. Um, do they like, like at the ritual chamber, they fill out a form and whatnot. So I kind of know going in exactly what we're doing. Essentially, I still have to sit down with them and talk with them for a bit off the top, but in general, like, okay, I'm getting paid this much. It's going to be this long of a session. We're going to do these three things. Um, and I'm like, great. I can, in, in those kind of boundaries, like I can, I, I can give a, like what I, what I'm there to give, like, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm able to do that successfully and be there present and provide this service. And like, to me, that is like such a comfortable thing. It really is. Because it's all on the table, essentially. Exactly. Everybody knows everybody's boundaries. We know what we're working within. A thing I found in like, you know, regular dating is that people don't talk about their boundaries or their comfort level or what kind of sex they like to have or not have. People don't talk about that very much. Yeah. You know, so within, I mean, within the kink community, it's very much... Very different than that. But, you know, within sex work, yeah, you do have an opportunity even before you meet the person to sort of lay that all out, right? I do my, yep. I do a lot of my own bookings. Okay. Um, and I also work with a collective called Allegra Escorts Collective. So yes. they do some of my bookings as well. Very good. Um, so it, to me, working with Allegra is kind of like the best of both being independent and working with an agency. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really nice. So they do, they do some of my bookings and usually they'll get a bit of information about what the client wants and this and that. And otherwise I do it myself. So we have a few messages back and forth, emails to sort of, yeah, figure out what the person's looking for. If I can offer that to them, you know, usually I can. I like, you know, for the most part. Um, and if not, refer them to someone who can, you know, there's always a provider for everybody, but it's, it's really nice to be able to sort of figure that out ahead of time, Mm -hmm. you know, and And just know know what you're going into. Exactly. And yeah, and I really like that sort of pre-contact. It gets me excited. Yeah, you know? is it like flirting to you? Is it, it like is. a bit of foreplay kind yeah, of talking about the exactly. session? Exactly. So I'm yeah. trying to be professional in my messages and things, but I'm still sitting there being like, "Ooh, this is Ooh, really this hot!" Be like, fun. I'm excited. <laughs> Do you have any outfit requests for me? Like, <laughs> I love to dress up. Actually, it's like one of the most fun parts of this job. Yeah. <laughs> 
Do you often get requests? Or? I do. Yeah. I do. And I what think kind, What kind of requests might somebody say? All kinds of things. So I get, uh, recently somebody asked me to wear a onesie, like a, like a, fr- a fluffy onesie. I had this like cute bunny one and I posted a picture of it to Twitter and I've been asked to wear it like four more times since then. Yes. And somebody else actually bought me a new onesie. It's like a chipmunk. I have to take some pictures in it soon, um, for Twitter. See, that's um, marketing. There you go. It's marketing. Exactly. That is marketing. Exactly. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Take a picture of you and the thing, and then people book you for the thing. Yeah. That is Twitter. It's fantastic. <laughs> so I've realized I can only post things on Twitter that I want to get requested to wear in person. Because I had this one photo I posted around Valentine's, and it was me in all, like, white and pastel pink things, and I wore this, like, corset that I'd actually... Um, rescued from a Halloween costume. It was broken on the back, and oh. I'd always thought, oh, I'll fix this, and, you know, never did. It sat in my sewing pile for Ever. a couple years, yeah, and so I actually had it, like, clipped pinned. together with, like, office paper clips. clips in the office clips. Yeah, those black bulldog yeah, clips, yeah. 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 I had it pinned shut with that, and I've been asked to wear that thing so many times, I have to be like, I'm so sorry, it's, it's not real. Not, <laughs> yeah. It's like a mannequin with all the clips on the back. Yeah, it's exactly. Not. So, yeah, I learned a lesson from that. <laughs> That's a good point, though. Like, I was actually talking about this, yeah, yesterday with somebody about, you know, you have to be careful about the kinds of pictures and the kinds of content you put on your mm-hmm. work Twitter feed yeah. because that's all has to, that has to be all things that people can book you for, exactly. potentially. So outfits you're talking about like for me it's like what implements do I have in the shot what you know don't just think of this would be a cute picture me holding this yeah like can you really use no can you really yeah exactly like that kind of stuff someone will ask for it yes you post it they'll assume you can use it and and that's and that's what you have to that's how you should be curating your posts it's like okay what are the things I want to be booked for okay so let's put on this outfit let's give this energy to the camera let's hold these things because I specifically want to be booked for that type of a session exactly yeah like, and, and I was kind of uh, sorry to, no, cut, to cut you off. <laughs> I was uh for for ritual chamber gen- genuinely with like uh porn content creating mm-hmm. like videos and stuff like that uh we're generally like well don't put like for ritual chamber I'm saying one of the limits is like well don't put explicit pornography that you're right. in on your as a part of your ritual chamber dom persona. And that's because we don't offer those services at the ritual chamber. For me, I thought it was like, oh, maybe they just want the vibe of the ritual chamber to be more Hmm. a cult of personality and not just like porn. And there's maybe, you know, an ethics kind of angle. Which makes sense. Or something. They just don't want to be seen that way. But I'm like, yeah, perhaps partially. But the other part of that is like, no, we don't offer those services. That's why you don't put it on your work Twitter. And I was like, duh. (laughs) Don't like put on a video of you doming someone with your genitals on your doming Twitter. If you don't, because you don't offer those services. Exactly. So so that's why you don't. Be careful with that, you know? And that's actually why I recently created a second Twitter account. Yes. Like last week or the week before maybe. Yeah. Um, Because yeah, I realized that a lot of the kinky things that I want to post are going to scare my vanilla clients, you know, which is not a judgment. Like not everybody wants to see that. Right. And so I really enjoy having 
vanilla clients. So yeah, yeah. I need to sort of consider what I'm posting on my work Twitter. Yeah. So you have like a kinky um, one and a more vanilla one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, my vanilla one is still going to be a little kinky. Yeah, because like, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's just you. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I made the other one sort of more, I mean, I'm going to eventually post a lot of porn on there and get into making more content, but cool. it was mostly sort of a place to express that other part of myself even. Because all of these things that represent me and my sexuality, I like want to post, and then I'm like, oh, but my client, my brand, my client, yeah, my brand, yeah. exactly, my right? brand, yeah, yeah. So I've got all these pictures that I'm like, oh, I can't post that, yeah, I can't post that. But then I feel like I'm only sharing half of myself, you know, and not being totally real and authentic. So it's kind of balancing being professional and being authentic, yes. right? Like, and I want to be both ultimately, right? You yeah. know, I think that's always the goal. So. Yeah, so I decided to kind of split them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can post, like, say, your marks, pictures of your marks exactly, and stuff exactly. on that other one for people that want to yeah, follow it. Exactly. And want to book you potentially for that type of a session. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like also part of how I'm going to split that up is what goes on my kinky Twitter is going to mostly be the stuff you can't expect to do in a session with me. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the play that I like, I don't, I keep that for my personal life. You right. You know, the heavy pain play. Like, I don't. I don't really receive heavy pain from clients. You know, we play with some pain, for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. Um, But yeah, nothing that's going to, like, make me bleed or anything like that. I don't really get into that with clients. Right. I mean, like, having said that, there might be (laughs) some exceptions to that. I have done that. Uh, In in duos with other providers that I trust a lot, um, who I've played with heavy pain with before, then then I'm potentially down to, like do that with a client. Great. Um, but yeah, it's something that takes a lot of trust, you know? For sure. Um, and I mean, I have clients that I've been seeing for a long time and we started off in the fairly tame end and we've gradually, (laughs) you know, as you build trust, it's like any relationship, right? Yeah. You don't start off with the most hardcore stuff. You sort of work your way up to it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Have you had clients that, so in, in, by that, do you mean you've had a kind of a vanilla client that you've kind of started to pepper in kink, and then they're just full kink clients now? Lots of them, actually. (laughs) I think that's one of the the really fun things that I didn't quite expect to come out of doing both vanilla and kink sex work, is that, yeah, a lot of my vanilla clients are seeing some of my, you know, slightly kinkier posts on Twitter and going, Hmm. oh, hey, spanking? (laughs) Can you bring cuffs? You know, so, you know, like, I'm getting, like, these sort of, like, you know hesitating like sort of requests for like oh (laughs) can we try that I never thought of it um so that's really nice as well yeah and um in line with that one of the sort of services that I've been offering is um reduced rates for dates to kinky workshops yes I love that you do that oh tell people about the bedpost one you offer (laughs) and to bedpost as well so I love this I love this things that I love going to like the bed post variety show and and sexy kinky workshops these are just things I love to do and I do them anyways and so I thought I want to get other people doing this you know and I want to get make paid some money to do for this. it yeah exactly get paid to do things that I would have paid money to do is like everybody's kind of dream right yeah. <laughs> You can swing that. Oh, you know, my God. Like, yeah. That's kind of why I'm a sex worker in the first place. Right? Yes, exactly. Get yeah. paid to do fun, sexy things all day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I sort of offered, like, a reduced rate to, to for dates to events that I really want to go to. And yeah. that I think will enrich people and get them out of their shells a little. And, you know, bring them to something they wouldn't have normally gone to. And maybe they learn something from. And, you know, we get and to... And then maybe we can maybe go... We can 
go see what you learned after. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That's always like such fun, you know, like, uh, there was a gentleman who took me to, um, a dirty talk for dominance workshop at the ritual chamber and, Oh my God, did he learn everything from that? Like, <laughs> I'm so impressed. Every time I see him, he's like, I can, I can see the techniques that he's throwing out. I'm like, I feel like he took notes or something because yes. he's doing all of the things that were taught in that workshop. And I'm so happy and impressed. Like, <laughs> that's so awesome. It's really nice, you know, and I think that kind of ties into that feeling of appreciation versus like city, city dating. Yeah. Um, cause you know, being the kinky person that I am, I've done a lot of, you know, teaching my partners to be into kink. Yeah, yeah. And I've done a lot of teaching people who said they wanted to learn, but actually didn't. And that's really frustrating. Yes. You know, so when somebody's paying me to do it, when they're paying me to sort of explore that new side of them and find something and step outside of their comfort zone with them, I know that they actually are genuine and they want to do it. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me feel incredible. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like undoing years of like, you know, <laughs> shitty exes. Like, <laughs> shitty exes who don't listen to you when yeah. you're like, this is what I want to be done to me. Yeah, my wonderful clients make up for years of bad dating experiences. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? Oh. It's so great. It oh. really is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so nice. Yeah. So I have a question. Okay, so in most of your kink sex work, are mm-hmm. you pro-subbing? Mostly. Mostly, mostly subbing. Yeah. I do some topping and some doming as well, uh-huh. which is like kind of a newer thing for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I sort of started exploring that, I guess, shortly before I got into sex work. It just had never really occurred to me before. Yeah. Um, because I'm a big masochist and I like to receive pain when I was, you know, very young coming into kink, I sort of thought that that made me a sub. Yes. You know, I like to receive pain, must be a sub. I am a bottom. Exactly. There we have it. Exactly. Um, And so I just, like, sort of stayed in that for a very, very long time until I... trying to think of what it was. Oh, I met some new friends a few... a couple years ago when I was working uh, at a sex store. Mm -hmm. Um, And we went out to... we went out to a party and they... the two of them sort of spanked me. We did a really intense impact scene. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, do you want to try it on me? Mm -hmm. And I thought... Oh, <laughs> it's never occurred to me before. That's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah, and it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. So, yeah. <laughs> so I do enjoy doing the topping and the doming as well. Yeah, definitely mm-hmm. bottoming is like my much more where I'm comfortable and where I've got most experience. And mm-hmm. um, I like it better. <laughs> I like, I like, I like it, better. it better. I like I'll it just better. say that. You know? You're a bottom-leaning switch. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. I have a friend who calls me a power bottom. And I... <laughs> I really like that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You got a strong ass. You You do. It's hard to mark you. Speaking of marks, it can be hard to mark you. It really is. Your ass is like, yeah, it's like. Yeah, and it's like a mixed bag, right? Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I don't get marked so easily because I can play fairly hard without getting covered in bruises that might make it hard for me to work. But then on the other hand, when I actually do want the marks... It's hard to get them, yeah. It's very Very, hard, yeah. yeah. For me, if I... Carly, if I bottomed like you bottom, I would not only just be dead, like just be a corpse, but my entire ass would be black. Like, you know how some people bruise, like, where it's just your entire ass is black? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I would be like if I ever... (sighs) played like you play. Such envy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could bruise like that. <laughs> oh 
like my entire class. Oh my god. Okay, so my question then, um, if you're mostly subbing professionally, mm-hmm. is there a difference in allowing yourself to let go or allowing yourself to kind of go into subspace or being more vulnerable as a bottom? Are there like specific kind of limits and boundaries and awareness that you have to maintain when you're doing it in your pro-life versus like in your professional life? Are they different? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Definitely when I'm with clients, especially if it's somebody new, I can't really let myself go off into space and, you know, get floaty and not aware because I still have to be looking out for my safety. I'm still working. Yeah. Right? I'm at work. You're at job. You're at work. Yes, exactly. (laughs) At work is not the time to be like off in the clouds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, it is, uh, it is a little bit tricky. You do have to really maintain a lot of presence in the moment, um, and awareness of what's going on, even just awareness of the clock. Yes, that, yes, that. (laughs) I find that to be really difficult when I'm doing sub sessions, especially is because I'm trying to give this person control of the session. However. But also I'm trying to I'm the the one that needs to, yeah. Yeah. So I really appreciate my like dom clients who are respectful of my time. (laughs) There's always a clock in the room. (laughs) Appreciate it when they look at it. In your eye line. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Because I don't want to be in the middle of this really intense thing where you're in charge and we're doing this, this role play or this maybe a power exchange. And then I have to be like, sorry, can we wrap this up? Like, yeah. uh, I you hate gotta to be say out anything, of here. And... You gotta go. Yeah. yeah, I hate doing that. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, it's part of it. Like, it's yeah. why we're getting paid. We're at work, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I really appreciate dumb clients who don't make me do that. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's hard to imagine. It I, it's hard enough for me as a dom to time manage in that way. Cause yeah. I also want to be lost. I get lost yeah. in the play too. Absolutely. And you're, if you're really connecting and vibing and, and stuff, like you yeah. don't want to be looking at the clock and you're not looking at the clock, Yeah. but I have to be. So yeah. I, you know, so it's hard and I can imagine it being that much harder yeah, <laughs> when you're bottoming and, and subbing. It's tricky. Yeah. To have to do that. Yeah. And so I, I think that's partly why I really appreciate clients who I get sort of a longstanding relationship with who mm. come back every week or every couple weeks or however often. Um, because as time goes on, I know that they're going to be respectful of the time. Yep. I know that they're going to be respectful of me. We've built some trust. Mm-hmm. Um, I can let go a little more. Yeah. I feel like every time I play with somebody, I can let go a little bit more, a little bit more once I've realized that I'm safe with them. Yeah. You know, I, again, it's like any relationship, right? Like, exactly. Just because we're getting paid doesn't make it... Not a relationship. Any other, you know, any other interaction. Yeah, yeah. we're having sex. Exactly. It's a relationship. Exactly. We're in a room together alone. Absolutely. Like, we, we are connecting it's real you know yeah. I'm not I can't put on a fake persona and go in a room and pretend to be someone else and like I'm really bad at that even when yeah. I role play it's it's Carly role play yeah it's like, not really <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like yeah <laughs> I'm the same way though I value my authenticity I value mm-hmm. being myself just come you know yeah being dom me like yeah. that's exactly what I do as well and yeah for me doing role play I don't think I'm really no. Not being myself. I'm still, no. it's all just me being the teacher or me being the yeah. whatever. You the know. naughty squirrel girl. When I post all those pictures on Twitter of like, oh, oh I'm bet. like sitting in class not paying attention. That shit is real. So <laughs> <laughs> I actually do need those spankings I'm asking for. <laughs> <laughs> you need the, the heart, That's the tough love. Yeah, the tough love. It helps. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, for me, I'm like so because I'll be doming as a schoolgirl. Yeah. Like so, for me, That's I'm so like fun. Oh, I love that. That's I love so that fun. kind of flip the script Absolutely. where it's like a schoolgirl bully potentially doming a teacher. Yes. Like, Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Or finally like that. getting the principal and, like, getting revenge on the principal, something yeah. like that. So, like, I wasn't a bully growing up, but I there were times where I wanted to... Yeah, I wish sometimes. I wish that, that I could have. Yeah, I could have. Yeah. You know, stood up for myself in certain situations, or I could have. Yeah. You know, had more control over certain situations, like Absolutely. when I was in school and when I was within those power dynamics of like having a teacher and having a principal and having having other peers that were mean to me, for example. Like, yeah. so yeah, I wasn't like a bully. And I'm channeling that in in sessions like that. But I'm like, oh, at times I wish I wish I could have done this and that. And this is my chance to, you know, so it still feels very real to me. Exactly. It's real parts of us. Like it allows us really to explore the parts of us that we don't get to embody every day. Yes. You know, that maybe the darker parts or maybe the lighter parts, like often the darker parts, you know, because we really we have to shun those and hide them and pretend that we're just these like wonderful beacons of light and, you know, all of this stuff every day. Especially we all do. as, as AFAB femmes. Absolutely. The we... pressure to be nice. Yes. Oh my God. When I cannot be nice, it's such a relief. Yeah. You know? What a great change of pace that yeah, is. Because it's just for an hour. Yeah. You get it out. You get it out of your system and yeah. then you can be nice again. <laughs> God, do, do I have to be polite any longer? Like, yeah. Absolutely. And I'm actually a really nice person. Me too. You know, like, it's still exhausting. Yes. (laughs) It is. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. 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 And that's, and that's interesting. Lighter parts too. Like, so for folks, and this was me at a different part of my life too, Mm -hmm. for folks that, you know, for whatever reason in their lives, they've got to be, have a hard shell, you know, they've got to, uh, be doing all kinds of things that they're in control of and multitasking and being a badass bitch in their yeah. regular life. What a treat to go and just let go and like sub in a scene. Yeah. You know? Like and like not it's have to be in charge and or not make have decisions. For once, right? Yeah, absolutely. And again, even if it's only for an hour, like yeah. how valuable is that? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We don't take an hour out of our lives to do a lot of things in this world. Like we're just we're always rushing from one place to the next. And so taking yeah. a little bit of time to just like you know, feel that feeling that you want to feel or that you are feeling or that you didn't want to feel that you've been bottling up and waiting for a time to let it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's your chance. You know, like when I'm really stressed out and I need to cry and I'm just like, I don't, you know, it's just like life is hard. I've got everything happening. Like I like spanking until I cry is the most cathartic. It's so much more cathartic than actually crying. Just like sitting there and just like sobbing, which is like like, making the sad face and trying to cry. Which is totally great. Give me a reason. But yeah, give me a reason to cry. Like maybe we need a reason to be vulnerable. You know, we do. It's easier to cry from like physical pain than from emotional pain sometimes. And you, sometimes you just need to get that out yeah or to laugh I laugh a lot when yeah, I'm in yeah, scenes yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is a weird I think it's an endorphin thing like yeah. the endorphins make me laugh and laughing makes more endorphins and now I'm just like now <laughs> no, I'm, it's just feeding each other right <laughs> it's, it's a cycle it's a never-ending yeah. cycle <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, I think we broke Carly. Yeah, <laughs> this right. is just like a giggle puddle. Yes. I, I feel like there's so many times when I'm like at parties or like at Oasis or something and people are coming into the room thinking Being I'm in like, there getting tickled. Yeah. Like, they're like, what is going, what exactly is going on? Yeah. I'm like, no, it hurts. I'm not getting tickled. <laughs> yeah. And it's like this heavy, bloody impact yeah. scene. They're like, oh, yeah. not what I expected. <laughs> It's how I get it out, right? I'm more of a laugher than a crier, I guess. And, like, what a privilege for us to be able to do that for people. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. It's so important. You yeah. know, like, like you or I, like, we do a lot of this in our personal lives as yeah. well. Like, we have opportunities for this, but most people most don't people have do lives not. where they can do that. No. Yeah. Or partners they can do it with. Or, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, to be able to do that for somebody who doesn't normally get that just feels so meaningful and... I appreciate it so much. Yeah. Like I appreciate the trust that my clients put in me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause they're, they're being vulnerable just the same as I am or as you are. Like we're all, we're all in there together doing this thing, you know, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. Really. It's beautiful. <laughs> I think that's a great place to end. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> we're doing this together. Yes. So, okay. Carly, you're lovely. I love you. Um, uh, likewise. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, so talking about your two Twitters, tell, mm-hmm. tell the people where we can follow you. Yeah. So you can follow my vanilla ish sex worker account. <laughs> uh, it's on Twitter at Carly X Jones. Mm-hmm. And if you want to check out my new kinky account, there's not a whole lot on it yet, but there will be. It is Carly Juxtaposed. On I love Twitter, that. but there's no E in juxtaposed because mm-hmm. it was just too long. <laughs> juxtaposed, right? So juxtaposed, juxtaposed, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Great, and we'll link you as well so people can follow the link so as you well. You don't have to try and spell that yourself. Yeah, <laughs> and then they can book you for booking. People can DM you on your Twitter, or yeah, how do you absolutely. how do you do it? You can it? DM me. Um, you can also text me or email me. Um, yeah, all That's that information on your is on the, bio? my Twitter bio. Exactly. Yeah. Or they can go through Allegra. Exactly. And do you can it also that way. book through Allegra Escorts Collective, which is also a great place to check out. You know, check out the Allegra website. There's lots of amazing people working there. Yeah. It's a fantastic group. So you know, even yeah. if maybe you don't think I'm your type, like somebody there will be. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, and we have a lot of we have a few friends in that collective. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can definitely vouch for definitely. the Allegra yeah. people. Or if you want one of them to join us, right? Oh, all, all the duos, yes. trios. Let's just like have a sex worker orgy. Let's do it. <laughs> what life we live. Uh, it's great. <laughs> um, okay, so for me. Uh, if you are in the Toronto area, you know, we can, we do the Bedpost stage show. You can take Carly on a date to the Bedpost stage show okay. the third Friday of every month at 8 p.m. at the Social Capital Theatre. Uh, likewise, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, a rating and reviewing goes a really long way. If you want to follow Bedpost social media, my Instagram got deleted, but I have a new one. It's at the Bedpost podcast. Uh, you can always go to Facebook there as well, Bedpost Erotica on Facebook. You can email me at thebedpostsexshow at gmail.com. And uh, if you'd like to, since we're talking about pro-dom stuff as well, you can follow me at theladypim1, both on Twitter and Instagram, though I am way more active on Twitter, as, as we all are. <laughs> uh, last but not least... You are hearing original music on this podcast that is by Stephanie Copeland. So you can find out the rest of her art, the rest of her music at stephcopelandmusic.com. 
lastly, one huge thank you to you, Carly. This has been so fun. It has. Thanks I, for having oh, me. Oh, <laughs> my absolute pleasure. It's so, so great to finally get you on the pod. It's been a long time coming. It has. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad we finally did it. Me too. It's wonderful. <laughs> Yay. Okay, thank you everyone who's been listening, and we will see you next week with another fantastic, fun, sexy guest here in the studio talking about sex and sexuality. So we'll see you then. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.